and welcome to the Trails Podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and this week we are going to dive right on in. This week we are going to be talking about all of the essentials that you need to get outside. Now, this isn't specific towards hiking or bikepacking or overlanding or anything in particular. It's really focused on bare bone essentials of what you need to get outside. Now, I say bare bone essentials, but of course, we're going to get into a little bit of details about some specifics, um, especially because I have a lot of gear centered around hiking and backpacking. So we're going to begin to touch on that, but we are going to jump right on in. No further intro needed. So with that, um, set your volume, settle in, grab a drink, whatever you need to do, and let's get going. Alright, so this week's episode is a little bit special. It is the first time that I have set things up to record. <laughs> Looking at my camera now, cameras. Uh, it's a little bit peculiar having everything in front of me, but we are going to give this a go because I would like some of this to be a little bit more visual than just audio, even though you'll get to hear some sound if you're on the audio side only. Um, and that is because I want you to see what gear I have and I'm not going to focus brand specific. Um, I will give recommendations in the future for really specific episodes um, and deeper dives. But for now, I just want you to see that you can pretty much grab anything you have lying around your house and that will get you where you need to go outside. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit more clear cut and dry and I have made some notes. So I'm pulling out my notebook now. And we are going to talk about high-level stuff. So the purpose of all of this is to get you outside. It is not focused on what you need to summit a mountain or to do something insane and crazy. It is just with the focus of having a bag by your door or in your car ready to go and go see something new. So that is the goal. Where the main focuses are either finding something local because people generally envision, I, at least I feel like in my group and my community and my friends is that in family is that I find that people think that in order to get outside, they need to go on a huge adventure and you need to plan a trip and you've got to have time off work and you've got to save up money and you've got to plan and like get passes and reserve a campsite or book a cabin or book an Airbnb or whatever it may be. And I think that can kind of get a little bit dispelled. We can start to dispel that concept and really focus on local. Like, what can you do around you? What can you do in a neighborhood that isn't quote unquote a park, but still gets you outside and identifying trees or bird watching or just appreciating it and going for a sweaty run? Um, so that's one thing. It's kind of tier one. Tier two would be a day trip. So something that's a few hours, a little bit more in depth of exploring. You probably need to plan more than 2% for a local walk around the neighborhood. Um, tier three would be a full day trip. So something where you're doing like early sunrise to sunset, or you're actually going for multiple hours, which means you need to start meal planning. You need to start thinking about some water. You need to have some contingency plans in place and, you know, first aid kit, kind of letting people know your GPS location. So, and then the fourth tier, which we are not going to go into depth here, is backpacking. And that would be an entire separate episode, and it will be, um, because I've done a lot of that, and we will go into that a little bit more. So backpacking is considered, if you're not familiar with it, it's, I think it's exclusive to hiking, trekking kind of world. Um, but backpacking is something where you carry everything that you need on your back, hence backpack, 
and you go outside in nature for more than a day. Generally, it's like an overnight trip. So backpacking is something where you're doing what is considered like a through hike, where you go from point A to point B, and they can be different endpoints or it can be a loop. Um, but generally speaking, you're out for longer than a few hours and you're generally taking something to sleep in overnight. And that's a whole other beast. Okay, moving on from where to the when. (laughs) This is like a who, what, when, where, why list. Uh, When is the important thing is seasons matter. So when are you going? Are you going in the morning? Are you going in the afternoon? Are you going at night? Are you doing a full moon hike? Are you going outside? Um... And just like if you're going to any other kind of trip, like anything, even if you're just going to the mall, <laughs> you look at the weather and you you change accordingly, right? You grab an umbrella or a raincoat or whatever. So seasons matter. And we're going to dive in a little bit more in terms of layers. Location. The location is kind of important, especially if you're going somewhere that you don't know. And it gets a little bit more specific into do you need extra layers of protection. So do you need sun protection, bug spray, bear spray if you're in bear country? Um, And then a little bit more detailed is water. Do you need water filtration or not? Are you going to a park? Is there clean water, potable water, blah. What? This is an important category, so listen in. What is, what do you need to take? And it's literally anything that you have around you. And we are going to modify everything accordingly so that you don't need to have the fancy gear. You don't need to have the copious amounts of money. You don't need to invest in everything. You can get outside today. So we're going to talk about water bottles, day packs versus bladders. Not the bladder that you hold your pee in. Um, We're going to talk about different kinds of backpacks and various liters. And who. Who is also a cool thing because... There's a lot of conception, like misconception, I would say, not conception, misconception around the fact that you need to have a group and you need to have a designated partner to go outside with. And I think that that can be really limiting. And there's so much fear around going solo hiking or solo exploring or solo spelunking, like whatever you do, get outside, like set a time, set a date with yourself and just do it. So let us, oh, and there's a tad more, a companion. (laughs) (laughs) not just a person, Uh, whether you're bringing a pet and always making sure that you plan accordingly. So bringing extra water, bringing a collapsible bowl, um, we're not going to get into that here, but that's something to keep in mind that whatever you, if you're taking something or someone with you, um, make sure you plan for that partner as well. Okay. Especially if they're not an adult, (laughs) if they're an adult, they should probably be able to handle it themselves or they can listen to this podcast. Okay, let's start with level and tier one. So you just want to go outside and explore and you don't have anything specific and say you Google mapped it and you found a green spot near you, like a plaza or a new park nearby, and you just want to get out and explore. So this is the first thing we're going to see on video, besides me staring awkwardly into cameras and talking into a microphone on yoga blocks stacked because we moved and we don't have any furniture. Um... Okay, I've got a really small little backpack. It's even smaller than a school backpack. It is, um, we're not going to focus on brands. So it is just a backpack that is an eight liter. So if you talk in terms of backpacks and you're going to eventually purchase a backpack, they are, their volume quantity is in terms of liters. Um, and that correlates to how much they can hold. So this one's teeny tiny. It's like a messenger bag. 
my teal messenger bag. And if I were going just outside for, you know, hour or two little explorations, some essentials that I would carry would be a water bottle. So I've got a water bottle here. Um, take anything you've got. It can be an empty Coke bottle. It can be a recycled water bottle. It can actually be an algae. It doesn't matter. So water, I would take a little bit of a snack, like a trail bar or something. Um, you can probably even forego that if you're really going for a short thing. Um, and then some layers of protection. So I've got prescription glasses. So I've got prescription sunglasses, um, a hat if you want a hat um, as well, and your keys, anything like that. Um, basically, that's that's all you need. <laughs> some water, a snack, um, sunscreen if you're going outside. Again, a hat, sunglasses. And then you plan accordingly, right? So we go back to our tiers. If we consider the location and the um, when, the seasons matter, you definitely need to begin to think about layers. So let's briefly talk about some layers. If you're going outside for a quick thing, grabbing a rain jacket if there's a potential for rain, grabbing an extra layer, grabbing a beanie if it's cold, a puffy jacket compresses really, really tiny um, you can squish it inside something. If you don't have that, grab a fleece. Anything with a zipper is really ideal because then you can begin to play with layers. So if you're hiking uphill and you get nice and sweaty, you can unzip halfway before you get sweaty. That's essential. Zip before, like unzip before you get really, really heavy with perspiration. And then when you go downhill, it cools down a little bit. You can zip it back up. The goal is never to get drenched in sweat and then get really, really cold. Your body temperature can drop as soon as you pause. So um, what else would I take with me if I were just going on a little mini hike? That's basically it. <laughs> uh, shoes, proper gear. We can start to talk about that. I've got two examples in front of me. These are basically my only two that I use now. Um, I've got a pair of Chacos doesn't really matter again, uh, but basically some kind of a strappy sandal that actually has some decent protection to it. Um, and I've got a pair of high top boots. So I'm going to show on the camera here, high top boots, high top boots for anybody who doesn't know what those are. They are something that comes above your ankle. So they actually provide ankle support. They are really, really good. If you're going on rocky terrain, something like if you're going to national parks or parks out in Utah, um, Texas, if you're doing some other like <laughs> small mountain hikes, I think that's basically it. So I used to hike when I was in Kentucky, Illinois, Tennessee kind of area. I used to hike in lows, which are something that comes below your ankle. There are three categories of boots. You've got low, mids, and highs. Um, I refused to wear anything besides five fingers, which are like the toe shoes and <laughs> lows. I used to wear morels, and those were what I lived in. Um, but then I switched when I went to a hike out in Zion National Park. I bought a pair of Solomons and they were highs and I still have them. Um, like many, I have 10, 8, 10 years later. Um, I just washed them after every hike and they have held up insanely well. Um, I love them. I refuse to get rid of them and I now hike everything in them. Even if I'm just going on a short hike, I just wear them unless I'm in chacos or barefoot <laughs> anyway so consider your shoes tennis shoes are totally fine for all of this kind of stuff as well um the only thing is is that if you're going on a longer hike which we'll get into our next tier um you're gonna want to consider water protection and if your feet are gonna get really wet they're gonna get really cold if it's winter you want to avoid that okay so that would be the basics which i'm pretty sure all of you have those things lying around so why don't you go ahead, grab a backpack, 
any kind of a backpack. Actually, also, if you have like a fanny pack that's pretty big, that would probably also do it. Um, and you can carry your water bottle. Um, I don't recommend carrying your water bottle if you're kind of scrambling or adventuring or something of that sort. Probably you should be taking a day pack at least, not a tiny little pack if you're going for something longer, but whatever. Okay, so go grab your backpack, throw a water bottle in it. Maybe two would be really nice. Um, grab some, a small tube of sunscreen, throw it in and a snack bar too, throw it in and you're golden. Like that's it. Go for it. Go get outside adventure. You don't need anything else. <laughs> like you don't even need any of the other sun protection. Just go. Okay. I digress. Let's talk about, okay, a short hike. Let's merge into the day hike category. So Day, I'm trying to keep this high level so that you guys can just begin to dive in on your own accord and kind of play around. You don't need to get saturated with knowledge and data and everything to get outside. Just just do it. Okay, so short hike versus day hike. I actually do not have a day hiking backpack. I never have had one. Um, I've always just used somebody else's or used mine um, or I use my big backpack, which I'm going to show you guys in a minute. I don't even know how many liters as I'm looking at it is if it's going to tell me it probably does tell me somewhere okay so I take my small eight liter um messenger bag as my day hike backpack or I just used my actual backpacking pack because it's not that heavy um and I just don't fill it with much of anything so people do have day packs they look like backpacks uh they can be super minimal like if you're going for a run and you're going for many many hours and you're in the middle of summer investing in a an actual like a camelback is a big brand um but any kind of a backpack that holds a bladder okay let's talk about bladders if you don't know what a bladder is you have one in your body but that's not what we're talking about um it's a water bottle alternative and it's amazing because it holds a large amount of water for instance this one holds three liters uh this is fernando's i have a five liter um so this is a three liter i'm going to show you guys here um they're amazing because they're they're flexible, they're malleable, and they fit inside a day pack um, right next to your back. So it's much easier to run. And then it has a tube for you to be able to drink out of while you're running or while you're hiking or while you're exploring. So um, they're phenomenal. And I think that investing in one of those is, is really nice if you're going to do something intense. Um, I digressed away from what I was talking about initially. <laughs> okay so let's get back on that so water bottle so we're going talking about more of a day hike so you want a bladder you want water one of the two if you're going on a day hike and it's something seasonally like okay in seasons where it's really really hot right so summers springs that are really intense you're going to want to take enough water for you to consume all day so at least like two two liters of water right maybe three also recommend if you're hiking in the winter, you will tend to drink quite a bit of water and you need to push yourself to drink water because you are perspiring, perspiring, perspiring. Um, you are perspiring even though you're not quite aware of it because it is so dry. So encourage yourself to drink more water. If you're not peeing regularly while you're out adventuring, that's a good indication that you need to drink more water. Okay, so taking two water bottles. That's something we're going to come back to in a minute. All right, so this is something that's going to modify, obviously, but it's something that we don't always think about is food. So if you're going for a really short hike, something like snack bars, snacks, you can make like homemade trail mix, almonds, 
um, pumpkin seeds, or you can do more like pretzels, M&Ms, whatever. It doesn't matter. Dark chocolate doesn't melt in the heat, by the way. Um, (laughs) Pro tip. So if you can put some dark chocolate in there, it's quite delicious. Dried fruit is also really good. So you can modify, of course, you can buy trail mix, um, but modifying it and putting it in Ziploc baggies is definitely going to be advantageous in the long haul. Um, But also thinking, for instance, you don't have to take fancy camping kind of stuff. Like people think, oh, you got to have this like perfect blend of trail mix or I've got to have these high calorie cliff bars or something. I actually hate them (laughs) for outdoor things because they make me really constipated. FYI, like TMI, way too much information, but I'm being honest. They, I, I do not find them advantageous for my body if I'm actually doing things outdoor routinely. Um, so I tend to defer to something much simpler. If I'm going on a single day hike, I take fruit like apples, bananas, it doesn't pears, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to pack it in and pack it out. So whatever you take with you, you take out. Um, I just take an extra Ziploc baggie or like a plastic Kroger bag, plastic grocery bag, and I just throw it in there and then make sure I pack it out with me. Um, and I find that that's really, really awesome because it's one, fresh, two, healthy, and three, I end up losing that weight as I'm consuming it over time. Um, so my packet's lighter and I don't have a bunch of plastic trash to throw away. So those are generally my go-to sandwiches. I just make a lot of like sandwiches and take them with me and then eat them. Um, Anything like that. I just eat normal food while I hike. Um, One other food comment is that even when I'm backpacking, so remember that's like a longer hike, like at least an overnight. um, I don't eat a lot of animal products anymore, but I was taking like salami, hard cheese, um, and like pita bread instead of the freeze-dried meals. I hate the freeze-dried meals as well and I don't, I just refuse to take them. Um, I'd much rather take pasta and boil it or rice and boil it um, and actually prepare something. So I, I generally tend to take normal foods now uh, and I'm much further away from cooking with the, the freeze-dried camp stuff. Also, it'll save you a ton of money. So I would definitely just start playing with like whatever you would take for your lunch, just do it in the, the lightest version possible. Okay, so you've got some snacks, you've got water. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the details if you're going for a day hike. So let's say you're actually going to a park or you're going to a national park or you're going to something close to you, but you're going on an actual trail. This is where it's going to get a little bit more specific towards hiking. Or if you're going for a trail run or if you're going for like mountain biking, you're going to want to do a little bit of work beforehand to get GPS coordinates, map, Um, We're going to talk about phone and potentially a compass. So depending on the hike that you're doing, they're either going to be really well laid out with nice markers. uh, Maybe you'll have cell service. Most of the time you don't. And you're going to want to make sure you download those maps offline. Lots of people make this Ricky mistake of when they first go, or some people still make it and they've gotten wildly successful (laughs) with it um, and very lucky, I would say, is that they use their phone or they rely on their phone throughout the hike to keep them updated. The problem with that is that if you don't put your phone on airplane mode and your phone drain, you hear Keela in the background barking. We have a dog. We have two dogs. Um, if you if you make the mistake of not putting in airplane mode and it drains your phone battery or you don't charge it, you are royally fucked, screwed. 
If you're on the trail and it's not a really clear, really easy intro kind of trail, you're going to not have anything to rely on to get you out if you make a wrong turn. So I highly recommend not relying only on your phone. Uh, If you're going to rely on your phone, download the maps offline. Make sure it's charged. Take a battery bank. Um, We've got a battery bank here somewhere. One moment while I rustle around. Here it is. We bought battery banks um, for our tour biking and they are phenomenal as well. Again, brands don't matter, but we have a large, pretty large battery bank. Um, these are Anchor and I find them phenomenal. They've got three USB ports. You can charge them and they, they last forever. So when we are doing really long hikes, we just charge battery banks um, and use those, but we've only ever used those when I'm, we're tour biking, um, bike touring, sorry. Okay. Maps. So you can download them offline. Another um, kind of like pro tip is just take a photo of the the topo map, topography map. Um, Shows you the elevation change over the landscape. Uh, You can take a photo of that. If you don't know how to read maps, it's not going to be wildly useful for you. Um, Taking a maps course at some point in time is also really, really beneficial. Um, But anyway, so having the map on your phone, but not having to search for signal to find it. So just take a screenshot, save it as that. Turn your phone on airplane mode. And if you can get a paper map or print it or buy a local map, or if you go to a tourist, like um, a tourist office or a local uh, visitor center for that park, they, they always have maps. So ask for maps for them. And if you're going for a day hike, a paper map should be fine. If it's going to rain, just put it in a Ziploc baggie. Um, Ziploc bags are phenomenal. Um, and will definitely save you a ton of money on all of the fancy bags and everything you can get. Okay, you generally don't, people are probably going to hate on this, but you generally do not need a compass because most people do not know how to even use a compass and a paper map and you need a really good paper map and you need a topo map. Um, And Fef and I actually took a map and compass reading class and we still don't really use, I mean, I can use a compass if you need it, but... I've never had to use one um, and I just always plan to not get lost and really stick to that well enough that I hopefully never have to use one. Okay, let's talk, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's say you're going on a day hike and the day hike is pretty long and you're pushing it to the limits. It's a long form of a day hike. I highly recommend taking a headlamp. I always carry a headlamp with me, even if I'm just going, unless I'm just walking around like a neighborhood, I don't carry a headlamp. I'm not that, I'm not that, um, like planned. I don't know how else to say it. Um, headlamp. If you don't know what a headlamp is, it's a fancy flashlight that you strap to your head. Uh, it generally has batteries. Some of them are rechargeable. Mine just died, so I do not have one to show you. Um, but it's literally just a flashlight on your forehead. And those are really, really good. I keep them in the top of my pack. Everything that you want to have easily accessible, put in the outside pockets um, or on the top of your backpack. Okay, as an alternative for a headlamp, take a flashlight. Don't recommend using your phone for the flashlight because again, if it dies, you're screwed. Uh, Take extra batteries and double check that your batteries work before you go. Um, If you're doing anything that involves a little bit of scrambling, like climbing on rocks, something a little bit dangerous, that's where I start to recommend getting into taking a first aid kit. I mean, I always carry a basic first aid kit with me. It's just been something that I've started to do um, pretty early on whenever somebody didn't have something. And then I realized that it's pretty important. Like you trip and fall and you cut your head open or like something you need to know what to do. So having first aid knowledge is really, really useful. 
um, somebody in your group should be carrying a general first aid kit. So I've got one here um, in a bag and I, I modify it according to the hike that I'm doing and how long I'm going. So we will get into specifics of this and if you guys are interested in having like an actual kit list, I will probably make one in the future. But generally speaking, um, having a, an emergency blanket, so like the aluminum shiny blankets that you've got is really important. Having some toilet paper in case you need that. I put everything in Ziploc baggies um, just to keep it waterproof and to keep it long-term storage. I carry matches in case I need it. I have a fire starting stick. I also have a lighter in here. That's a little excessive, but um, in another Ziploc baggie, give you guys some ASMR for that. In <laughs> uh, another Ziploc baggie, I have a plastic poncho. I've pretty much gotten these from people and I've just kept them all together and now have assembled a kit. So this is excessive, um, but take it and leave it for what you want. I've got some uh, hot hands, like the hand warmers in case. Um, I've got some iodine tablets. We talked about water filtration. Generally, if you're going on a day hike, you should not be concerned about filtering water. Um, that's more for backpacking and stuff, but having iodine tablets is really useful. So these are Katahdin. Um, I've never used them, actually. We never used them. We never ended up having an issue in all of our times of bike touring, in all of our times of overlanding, in all of our times of hiking. I, I have used a water filter and I've used a UV uh, pen. That's what I used when I was in Utah and in Canada. Now we used a, oh, what is it called? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, it's a tiny, tiny little filter. It's like not a straw, not a life straw. Anyway, iodine tablets are really nice to keep just in case you have to drink really nasty water um, or water that you're unsure of its stability, but you gotta, you have to wait. You gotta, you gotta put it in and then wait the time. So never use them. And then first aid kit. So just start to build a first aid kit for yourself. Um, gauze pads. I've got an excessive kit here. Um, I've got some saline solution, adhesive tape, I've got bandages and gauze and <laughs> Q-tips and antibiotic ointment and quick wipes and gloves and an excessive amount that probably none of you would ever carry or maybe some of you would carry in excess, but uh, I carry it with me even on day hikes because day hikes, um, I generally don't tend to carry that much stuff. So it's, it's pretty easy to carry that weight. That weight is not killer and it, it definitely if you need it it's important so make a first aid kit um okay a couple more things to take with you just in case um i've got shoot i don't know any of these fancy terms look it's not even a, i'm not even a gear guru apparently um okay well if you're looking on the video tell me what this is um it's a cord it's a it's a cord that's very strong that you can use to like hang bear um, containers if you need to. Um, basically, it's just some really heavy duty string. Okay, so in case you need to tie a sling, in case you need it for any kind of emergency, a carabiner is a really good thing to carry in general. I just generally clip that on the outside of my messenger bag. Um, having some pocket knives are also really really beneficial. Doesn't matter what kind, just have one. Okay. Although I've never actually used it. Uh, okay. Let's see what else. I digress. Mm, yes, this is a really good one. Wearing a watch. Anytime you go hiking or outside or adventuring, it's really important to keep track of time. 
Um, this is a really good point in case you're doing an out and back hike. So there are different kinds. I know this is generally hiking, but um, anytime you're doing an out and back hike versus a loop, it's important to keep track of time. I mean, all of them are important, especially if you overestimate um, like uh, the, the, the difficulty level or underestimate it. Um, so if you think it's only going to take you, you know, four hours to get out and back in total and it takes you four hours to get there, all of a sudden having that headlamp is really, really beneficial, right? Because now you can get back in case it's a little bit dark. You always want to get back to your car before dark is a general rule of thumb. Okay, so um, having a watch is much better than having a phone, uh, keeping track of the time, pacing yourself, understanding when you need to take breaks, um, and knowing a turnaround point. Always having like a no-go-no time frame um, and keeping up with your map is really, really important. Um, what else? I'm reading through my, my list in case you guys can see this. Yes. Um, okay, last big thing are hobbies. Taking things for hobbies. So I think one of our really the really good ways to get outside and to, to start to encourage yourself to, to grow in different ways isn't just about getting outside. It's not just about going hiking. It's not just about going to that national park and, and seeing things that are, that are absolutely breathtaking and change the way you see the world. It's, it's about encouraging yourself to, to change what you see and how you see things. And one of the ways to do that is by learning something new and trying different hobbies is absolutely outstanding. So for instance, you could try bird watching, like just you don't even need a pair of binoculars. You can just download an app. Um, the Merlin bird app is a really good app uh, from Cornell, I believe. And the Merlin bird app allows you to look for birds in your region. So that's a really phenomenal app. It's totally free. And you can just go find some birds, like learn about some birds that are migrating through your area. Um, you can take binoculars and start to look at things. Um you can do sky like night sky watching, right? If you're gonna invest in a telescope or just go to a place that has open chair telescopes or an event, it's a phenomenal way to learn something new about an outdoor space around you. That's atypical, right? Uh, photography lends itself really well, of course. Anything you can photograph, absolutely anything. So pick a category, go for it, and learn something. So I think that taking hobby-related items like cameras, books, journals, binoculars, whatever, and getting outside to explore something different, even if it's the same area that you've explored before, is really, really amazing. Okay, let's go to the, the top tier, the backpacking. So we are going to do a mini dive because I want to do a full thing later, way down the road. Okay, hope you're on the video side. We've got a backpack. So this is my backpacking backpack. I am short. I'm only 5'1". And so I do not carry, um, I don't carry a giant, giant pack. Let's go a little bit into detail. There are a couple different types of packs. There are the like messenger bag. We've got our day packs, which can be very tiny for like ultra running or not ultra running, but like for running projects. Um, You've got regular day packs, which pretty much look like a backpack. You can totally use a backpack as long as it's got comfortable enough straps. Um, and then you've got backpacks, like for backpacking. And you've got two types there. You've got internal frames and external frames. External frames are old school. Um, some people still use them. They either find them or they've had them or they really just want to be traditional. And the materials have been, you know, come in a phenomenal way in the past couple of years. So, well, in the past many years. 
So there's no harm in, in getting one if you really want it. Um, I have an internal frame, which means the frame of my backpack is inside my backpack. Um, and I've had this since undergrad, so I've had this for 10 years now. And it is a North Face. I never wanted to buy a North Face backpack, but it's the only one that I found to be comfortable. So my only tip that I'm going to give here is that when you are shopping for a backpack, you need to go try one on. Do not buy one online unless you already have tried it on. And it needs to fit like a best friend. It needs to be really, really comfortable. <laughs> um, you need to have really good hip straps and you need to have good shoulder straps. Um, and you need to either go with somebody who knows how to fit a backpack or you need to really invest in talking to the people there and figuring out what it is. Also, load it with weights. Just go around the store and load the backpack up and make sure it's heavy. Okay, so things to take if you're going backpacking, high level. All right, I'm gonna take some stuff out. So backpacking is overnight. So you're gonna need stuff to sleep, so sleeping bag, you can see here that it's super, super teeny tiny. I have an amazing sleeping bag. Um, I've had it for forever and I've had all my stuff for forever, I've had it forever. And I've got a stuff sack, um, stuff sacks. You literally stuff it in. My brother taught me this. I think that if you stuff it in, it works better than if you roll it up. I was always rolling mine up and putting it in really nicely. No chaos is better in this case. It's a stuff sack for a reason. Stuff it in, zip it down. It compresses really tiny. I put my sleeping bag in the bottom. We will talk about packing in a whole later episode. Tent. You need a tent. Um, I mean, there are some cases where you can just sleep outside or you can take a hammock. You can hammock sleep, blah. But you need a tent. I have a rainbow tent. Uh, it's super ultra lightweight. Um, it is very expensive. And I waited many years to invest in this. Um, and it was actually a gift. So, um but having something especially so everything you carry is based on your weight ratio and how much you can carry of course you can get yourself even stronger and you can carry more gear and you get used to it um, but generally speaking it is a percentage of your weight and i think that is like max around 20 percent maybe 25 i'm sure people will have varying opinions on this um, and it depends on the hike and the train you're doing and sometimes you just gotta you just gotta carry regardless of what that percentage is so Next item, you need a sleeping pad of some kind. I've got two different kinds of sleeping pads here. Mine is a very fancy sleeping um, mat. I did not have this for many, many years. The majority of the time that I have camped, I slept on a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down um, sleeping mat, which was literally like a compressed piece of foam. Um, but I finally invested when I went winter camping um, with like piles of snow all around me in an actual really good inflatable um, sleeping mat. I highly recommend if you're doing like extreme, extreme camping. Normal camping though, you can just go the cheaper route, which we have also here. Um, just an accordion style zigzag. Um, I think this is a thermo rest. Yeah. So you can take this. It clearly is obvious why you pick one over the other. Um, I mean, there are what's called an R factor, which is how thermally insulating something is. So it's heat capacity to to buffer you and your body temperature from the freezing cold ground. You can see the size difference um, and they're also light, like weight difference. The accordion ones are actually lighter. So if you're okay with strapping them on the outside of your backpack for space, um, then you can do that. I generally tend to be space limited. So I go with the tiniest things if I can afford them. You can have an inflatable pillow. <clears throat> I generally use my puffy coat for that. I do not use the inflatable pillow. 
And we talked about um, bear spray. And if you're in bear territory, <coughs> excuse me, these are controversial uh, as to whether they work or not. But there is a bear bell. So all sorts of stuff. Uh, if you do have an inflatable um, mattress, you should carry a patch in case it pops. Okay, what else do we have to talk about for backpacking? We talked a lot about Ziploc bags. I have been hiking on and off since I was in high school, so like well over 15, 15 years with many, many different crews, solo, um, with partners, without partners, like it doesn't really matter. And my time has evolved from that, which is why I emphasize so strongly that you just use what you've got. There are many, many times, we're not even talking about clothing here. But there are many times where I wore, quote unquote, the wrong clothing and I wore jeans or I wore, you know, cotton sweatshirts, which are still my favorite thing to hike in. Um, I think I always have a cotton, like many cotton pieces of clothing. Excuse me. Um, but I think that the important part is, is that I'm showing you this. It looks like a lot of gear. It looks like you need to invest in that kind of stuff. You can find alternatives for all of that. You can rent literally all of this gear to even figure out if you like doing something like this. So don't feel like you need to go out and buy all of this over like stuff immediately to do it. You don't. For example, these are stuff sacks. Um, these are waterproof stuff sacks. And I have only recently had these within the past, I think, two years. Um, we bought them for uh, bike touring. <coughs> and that is because when you bike tour everything I mean you're literally carrying everything you own on your back we were at least you don't have to have you don't have to do it that way but everything we had with us was on us um, and we wanted it to be waterproof so we invested in these um, and they're really really amazing because they compress everything down but you don't need it I, I hiked with um, a garbage bag liner in my in my backpack to keep everything waterproof and that was it okay short episode turn along Last thing we're going to talk about is a big thing for backpacking is the meal prep. You are not going to want to get by on a ton of sandwiches unless you're just going overnight. Things are going to get squished. They're going to turn horrible. They're going to get mushy and things get really heavy. So the last thing we're going to talk about is cooking. Okay, I got the cook set. What you're going to need is you're going to need some kind of fuel source. Usually they have little um, blends of different kinds of gas that you can get that cook or attach directly to a stove. You can get more complicated or really simple systems, but you're basically going to need a tiny stove. You're going to need fuel. You're going to need matches um, and you're going to need something to cook on. So we have a whole set. Um, we've got a saute pan and a pot and inside the pot with the lid, that has a tiny strainer is another pot. Um, we have quite a good mess kit here. And we've got some um, titanium uh, mugs. And we've some and we've got some metal bowls and some titanium um, cutlery as well. So having something, um, another really good option, and this is the option that I use actually whenever I go car camping, is usually at Walmart, they have these plastic sets that come in uh, like in the camping section they've got these plastic plates um, cutlery that come in like a little net bag they're phenomenal they're like a few bucks and that's what I used forever for my um, cooking set outside 
So just something to cook on, whatever you're going to eat and uh, fuel source with matches and everything. And then you need a bag to carry that all out. So whatever your trash goes into, you need to be able to pour that out. Okay, I'm making a ton of noise in the background, which I love, but you probably don't love, so I'm done. Okay, I'm going to refer to notes one more time just to make sure we've hit all the main things. Okay, there are a few more things. So we talked about backpacking. It needs to be more planned. It needs to, you need to have an offline map. You need to have GPS. With GPS, you need to tell somebody where you're going with your coordinates and what time you plan on being out so that if they don't hear from you by a certain time, they can contact the park rangers and let them know that you haven't gotten off the trail. If you're going on a backpacking trip, it's better to have a waterproof version of your trail map or have a backup. So a cheap way to do is Ziploc bags. Otherwise, just buy a waterproof map. Uh, compass at this point is a, is a necessity. You should figure out how to use it before you get out of there and lost. Uh, having a whistle is really important. A headlamp plus spare batteries. Putting those in a Ziploc bag. Making sure you check your batteries before you go and making sure your headlamp works. Sleeping bag, sleeping pad, pad if you have a pad that blows up and is inflatable, make sure you have a patch. Uh, you need a tent, you need way more food, and you need to plant accordingly for your food. Um, pro tip is take spices, <laughs> take salt, take a little bit of oil, or pre-blend everything in a Ziploc baggie. It makes a world of difference. Uh, and then having your stove, gas, and a cook set. And that's pretty, I mean, that's the bare bone basics of what you need for that. So what I would suggest now is that at the end of this, you go around, if you haven't already been doing this, like collecting things while you're listening to it, go back to the beginning and listen to the part where we talked about a grab bag and go get it together so that you've got a really low barrier to get outside and explore. Um, and if you don't know how to find some place to explore, I have been adding a ton of resources for you guys. They're all free. They're all on the website. Um, you can just go to katienewland.com and there's a ton of ways to find local parks, national parks, and I'm populating that every single day right now, trying to get that beefed up for you guys so that it's really, really useful. So I would love to hear where you guys are going to go outside this week. I would love to see photos or hear what you guys put in your bag or what you found is your essential that is missing from this list. And I would love for you guys to see. You guys can either post that on Facebook or you guys can post it in the comments on the site. I would love to hear from that from you guys. So with that, I thank you guys so much for joining in this week for episode four of What to Take Outside with You. I hope you made a grab bag and I cannot wait to see where you guys go explore. Have an amazing week.